Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, whatever Wednesday here on March 15th, 70 degrees out, feels like 69. Wind is large, 26 large out of the south, uh, but it's a nice almost spring day before we hit some chilly temperatures through the weekend. Uh, man, I'm telling you, spring is right around the corner. Got in around the golf today, so I'm in a pretty decent mood. Um 45-minute show today, whatever Wednesday, so call in uh, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400, or the text line. Uh, one of the things I'm surprised about is we are at, it's, like it seems like we're always at, election time in Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, tons of elections coming up here in April, primary, uh, May, you know, uh, the big one, I mean, mayor, city council, uh, Think county commissioners, maybe I'm wrong on county commissioners, uh, airport authority. I mean, there's tons of elections going on. It's just been quiet. People that are Lincoln Ice to spend the winter other places call back to me and say, hey, how's this going? How's that going? I'm like, I don't know. It's quiet. It's quiet, Johnny. It's been quiet. I mean, once again, all candidates out there, whatever your affiliation, you are always welcome to come on the show um, and uh, tell the uh, people. You know who you are, what you're about, why you think uh, they deserve your vote. I'm always happy to facilitate that on all sides of the aisle um, in any race. So, you know, give us a shout out. You can email me at commanderjack at klin.com um, and we'll go from there. But yeah, it's just been interesting. I, I don't know why that is uh, to me. It seems like there's a lot of really important races uh, here in Lincoln and around the county and given uh Everything over the last couple of years with COVID, um, riots, uh, honestly, the Biden White House and policies and different uh, decisions, you know, of where taxpayers' money's going and how that filters down to us here, you know, in Lincoln, Nebraska, I, I would think people would be really interested. Um, so we'll see, you know, call in today. Tell me about your candidate. Tell me why you like a candidate. Tell me why you don't like a certain candidate or something i mean folks the only way we get educated is by talking about it um i guess uh i should be <laughs> given a shout out i'm not sure i feel about this but uh i mean that's it electric scooters return to lincoln after a successful pilot season uh, you can find that article on kln.com uh as well as uh our great newsroom has you know put out some clips on it uh i will say this i i did listen to the clip and I have seen the nice little lime scooters downtown, speckled around downtown, you know, sometimes just laying around downtown. Um, hey, not my thing, folks, as you can imagine. Some kind of new age thing. I mean, the good father upstairs gave me two feet. I just walk when I need to go somewhere, and if it's a little further than that, I drive. Um, I have no problem at all. As a matter of fact, the grumpier I get as I get older, I'm going to ensure that I increase my carbon footprint just to spite people. Um, because it's my American right. And, uh, so uh, I will be looking for the worst vehicle possible as I age so I can put a bigger carbon footprint to make other people. But to some people who it appears to be a good idea, um, I'm sure the fact they're a little bit painted green and they're electric and all of that, it is part of the climate change, uh, slash do your part. And, uh, 
I will say this. I was very surprised. They said there was 91,000 like individual rides used by 25,000 individual users. Um, cool. I mean, it, you know, just a sign of changing times. Have your little scooters and buzz around. And uh, people, I mean, that that's a pretty good clip of people using them. You know, 91,000 rides, 25,000 individual users. It's kind of like, you know, I'm dating myself, but to me, that's, you know, every college kid, essentially, at the University of Nebraska, at least getting on the dang thing once. Uh, so, nonetheless, we have proven that we care, and we got that nice uh, contract uh, to get up to uh, 250 scooters. So, there you go. Johnny, do you think there's like an age kind of limit on the scooters? I mean, I, I see that at a certain age, people probably don't use the scooters. Uh, I don't know. You don't know? Have you used one? No, I have not. Really? Yeah, neither have I. Um, I wonder, you know, now that they're going to be a permanent part of our landscape, if I will use, just to do it, right? Like, hey, well, let's, I mean, let's be hip. Let's like, try to use one. That's what I'm trying to think if there's a limit on, like, how old to be or how old is too old. Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't think any, I don't think you, I don't think you could be too old at all i mean i think you just scan your thing and off you go right um now i think certainly like i'm alluding to i think certain ages are just like yeah whatever it's just not a thing they're gonna do um but i certainly think that any age could use them uh you know obviously if you have some balance issues you should be a little bit careful uh but uh nonetheless hey it's it's something to highlight on a whatever wednesday i mean i'd prefer you know people call in about anything to be honest but i'm trying to say hey you know let's talk politics a little bit because we've got some races coming up um but you know i don't i don't get to tell the audience what to say oh scott long time listener absolute number one far and away texter texted in on the uh rick stein recognition text line as he often does and I, I swear, I just need to write a book for you, Scott. <laughs> I, I hope you got my uh, my skiff talks yesterday about music, and I gave some inf- insights into the music I listened to. Uh, you have asked, which is totally fair, on a whatever Wednesday, favorite crime show to watch on TV. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm probably dated. A little bit, but I'm going to go in chronological order for me. My wife and I, uh, and you know, before I think we had children, even the early years, we got by and got so into the original CSI that, I mean, we bought the box DVD set. My wife and I watched the old CSI, the original, like No Tomorrow. I think we burned through the DVDs. And I think that was probably the first crime show that I really enjoyed. Now, you can imagine that I certainly love Dexter. <laughs> I I mean, I don't think my wife did, but I I absolutely enjoyed Dexter <laughs> just because uh you know, his methods weren't right, but is reasons for bringing justice were absolutely right more recently i would say that uh 
the missus and I have always, always, uh, probably the longest standing one we've watched is uh, Special Victims Unit. Absolutely. Uh, we've uh, we've absolutely loved Special Victims Unit. You know, they've had different casts come through there. Um, some of the key uh, ladies, the, lady, the dark-haired lady, beautiful lady, I can't think of her name right now. You know, she's existed. Ice Cube or Ice T, one of the two's been on there. So they, it's been a great show. And then... I also have enjoyed, um, oh, I'm having a blank right now, um, Tom Selleck's deal, uh, Blue Bloods. I've enjoyed Blue Bloods. So those would be my, uh, did I give you three there? Those would be my top three, at least family-friendly, then Dexter, which, uh, you know, takes a special type of soul to watch, but I enjoyed Dexter as well. Um, but I've en- I've enjoyed Blue Bloods, and I think I like Blue Bloods because they do kind of decently have a family entity in there. It's kind of an old school family entity. All right, uh, Lauren, we'll get to you when we come back off a break on the phone lines. All right, 1,499.3 KLI. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, back on a Whatever Wednesday here. we got a few callers. I, I do have to say it's interesting. Why, why would Democrats skip the hearing on the southern border with the like border patrol chiefs there i mean why would they skip that like hasn't he earned the right to be able to sit and talk to the elected officials that's just why why has everything got to be politicized why i mean what's the reason for walking out and not listening to what the border patrol chief and experts on the border have to say i don't know interesting oh we've got uh We've got somebody who wants to talk local politics. Good. Lauren, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Well, thank you, Commander Jack, for having me on today. I I couldn't help but call in um, after you said you wanted to bring some awareness to what's going on in the local political scene. Well, I want people to talk about it. It just seems like it's all been quiet around here. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, a plethora of candidates running for all the different city council races across Lincoln. I wanted to highlight... Uh, one of those specifically um, in District Two. Oh, District that's right. Uh, that's McGinnis's seat. That's right. Um, so he's no longer running. Um, and there's a few people in that race, but one that I I wanted to bring to attention was Peter Tapp is running, um, and he's running as a registered Republican. Wait, wait, was now, it? Well, didn't he hold office as a Democrat? Yes, that's you're correct. You are correct. That's right. Um, and so <laughs> What's he actually, going on? <laughs> he's unable to even receive an endorsement from the party because he switched to the uh, registered Republican um, so recently. So that's interesting of note for sure. That's really interesting. What, like, OK, did he hold? I, I, I know he was a Democrat. Did he hold a city council previously? Uh, not city council, not city council, but um, it was a it was a local position. Okay. Uh, well, this yeah, is strange. The other- There's got to be an angle here. There always is, right? There always is, at least in my opinion. So what what's up with him? I, I I'm assuming you're not for him. Well, the the angle here, Commander, is that he's being uh, run by the consulting firm Axiom Strategies which has a long history of impropriety uh-huh. in the state of Nebraska, if anyone's familiar with Axiom Strategies. 
Um, so that's the angle. But the second part. Why is, is there always an angle with Axiom strategies? Like it, every caller that calls in about it or anything I look up, it's there's always something. It's just fishy. I'm just sorry, but it's just always fishy. I know it. I know it. Well, it turns out Peter Cat is actually uh, facing two lawsuits right now as well. Oh, boy. If you can believe it. So we've got this guy running for local office here in Lincoln. He's currently under two lawsuits. Uh, one, and you can look this up. This is all public information. Um, filed in Starpy District Court, the River Oaks Development. Um, is the plaintiff and defendant is Peter W. Catt. Um, complains that the defendant, Peter W. Catt, uh, of impropriety, uh, fiduciary duty, fraud, conspiracy to defraud, and conversion against the plaintiff. So that is... Well, uh, innocent until proven guilty, but uh, that's is, that, those aren't great things. Um, there's also other people running for that seat as well, as well right? Oh, yes. You have a, uh, a longtime Lincoln police officer, um, Tom Duden, uh, 26 years uh, on the LPD police force, running in District 2 Lincoln City Council seat. Um, Tom Duden is, is certainly the guy to look at in that, in that race. He's, he's a great guy. Um, he wants to bring some, some real uh, security, a sense of safety back to the Lincoln community. So obviously, it would be great to um, have him as an addition to the Lincoln City Council. All right. I'm getting it. Uh, you're going to vote for Duden. Uh, you're making us aware of Peter Cat. I'll have to reach out to both and see if Mr. Cat or Mr. Duden uh, will come on the show. Uh, but that is a really strange, fishy thing with Peter Cat that you just told me in the audience. Yeah. Thank you, Commander. You bet. Thanks for the call, Lauren. Uh, okay. Jeez. Brian, why did you drop off the line? Brian, call back. You wanted to call back. You said Afghanistan. I'd love to talk about that. One, I just always enjoy when Brian calls in because we usually see things differently politically. Um, but I, I think actually there are a lot of things we see the same, same, and I enjoy talking with him. And I think it's good for this audience because it's probably more of a conservative-leaning audience. Um, so, Brian, if you want to, if you have the time, please feel free to call back. I don't know if you just ran out of time or what, but that happens. Uh, okay, well. Lauren, we we did get a call. I said, uh, <laughs> I said, uh, uh, yeah, let's talk politics. I I wasn't tracking that. I think it's a little more difficult when you have all these other races. The mayor I track, but you, some of the down ballot. Um, yeah, that's just interesting, right? I mean, you can't. I mean, if you held an office as a Democrat, it's right there for everybody to see. So I'm sure Lauren isn't blowing smoke to us uh, when he says that. Um, and certainly uh, the court records are easy to find. Um, innocent until proven guilty, obviously. But uh, nonetheless, you know, when somebody's got some lawsuits going on when they're running for office, you have to wonder why. Um, or you should. And then Axiom Strategies, I mean, obviously they have a... a What's the word? There's a contentious part of the Republican Party that, you know, that Axiom is part of and that other people are part of on another side. And, you know, it depends on, I guess, which side of the Republican Party aisle you stand and how you feel about Axiom strategies. But, you know, ultimately, um, 
you know, a lot of people, um, and Lincoln in particular, aren't, aren't big fans. Um, and so interesting. And then uh, Tom Duden sounds like, you know, former police officer. You know, he's endorsed by several former officers. I mean, he has uh, a lot of experience. So, I mean, that'll be interesting. I guess we'll have to follow it now that Lauren has brought it up to us. And we'll go from there. Um the other Scott, not not Scott, who is constantly longtime listener, absolute number one texter, at least to this show. The other Scott says he's pretty sure Peter Cat will be on the Lancaster County cards that neighborhood captains will be distributing. Well, I mean, that would make sense. I mean, if he's legitimately a registered Republican now, um, you know, the parties, both parties have their ways of going around and educating voters um, of who's running in every race. And they do not discriminate, if you will, on their material or cards because it's not their job to shade votes. Right. So it's their job to make sure people understand who the candidates are. I do know that the parties will endorse people here and there, um, but I, I would assume that uh, Tom Duden and Peter Cat are both on uh, materials being distributed, say, by the Lancaster County Republican Party. That would make sense to me, but it, it's also um, good information. Other Scott, and thank you for texting in. Uh, let's see, Johnny, we got one minute. I'll get you on quick. Johnny, what's going on? Got a minute. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Army, the Army is like trying to recruit, and they're having problems. Uh, I kind of read through some of the articles, and well, I read an article, Johnny, maybe did you say then there that like 75% of the eligible population right now doesn't even meet the body fat standards of the army? I mean, that's one problem. That's, that's where I was going with it, but apparently they're blaming wokeness. I don't really see that as the issue. Oh, I think that's part of it too. Um, but I mean, like everything, there's no one issue. I mean, I don't have any inside knowledge, but I certainly have my opinions, which I, I'll happily share. Um, so yeah, thanks for calling in on that. That is sad and interesting. Um, we'll talk about it when I come back. 1,499.3-KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, short show today for Wednesday. I apologize. Women's basketball follow the show against Missouri State, the WNIT. Uh, pre-game will start at 545 right here on KLIN 
So enjoy that. Uh, Johnny, good question about the military. I know Brian is on and wants to talk about Afghanistan. Brian, we'll let you on. I'll give you two minutes because i got a short show today. What do you got? Sure. Well, good afternoon, Commander Jack. I was wondering if you had a chance to look at uh, U.S.-Taliban deal, Doha Agreement, also officially known as the Agreement for Bringing Peace to Afghanistan. No, I have not looked at it. Is that uh, the the uh, agreement of where if they did certain things, we would do certain things, and then we would pull out, and they broke a lot of the agreement, if you will, and we didn't do anything about it? Something like that. And at the end of this, I'd like to ask you, what would you have done? And then read five lines from a poem. So I'll try to make it really quick. It's one by Kipling about Afghanistan. Okay, well, it was signed on February 29th, 2020. Afghan government was locked out from the negotiations, agreed to be all out by May 1st, 2021. That included all uh, non-diplomatic personnel, civilian, trainers, everything. Okay. Closed five bases by July 2020. Stopped supporting Afghan military and offensive operations. Could only attack Taliban if they were in 500 meters. Uh, and economic sanctions by August 27, 2020. Uh, free 5,000 Taliban prisoners by September 2020. Anyway, uh, Oh, and the, uh, in the 45 days after signing the agreement, the Taliban attacks were up 70% over the previous year. Mm-hmm. Show, uh, you know, when uh, Pompeo says would have obliterated them if they hadn't kept the agreement, well, the only part of the agreement they kept to was not attacking NATO and U.S. troops. <laughs> and when Trump says we should have hanged on to Bagram, well, the agreement was to be out entirely, so I don't know how you do that without any troops there. Uh, and so, really, the choices were, oh, and the troops were taken from 13,000 when the agreement was signed to just 2,500 by January 2021. Okay. So the question is, and it was the first thing we ever talked about. You were saying uh, Biden should have been impeached for leaving so many allies and equipment behind. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, well, he could have been impeached for, uh, you know, taking away the guns and the personnel from the Afghan government and blamed for their government falling. So anyway, the question would be when there are only 2,500 there and it already, uh, you know, the the choice was, and it wouldn't have been possible to really uh, reverse what was happening with just the 2,500. So the question is, do what would you have done? Do you get out or do you stay? And in trying to stay, do you put troops back into the country? And then maybe you're going to be blamed for having more casualties then? That's the question. Well, no, it's it's real simple. I mean, obviously, these agreements are made a lot of times, and they have to change, and situation on the ground changes. But I think that all Americans, myself included, um, know that it it was time to begin to retrograde, as we call it in the military, from Afghanistan. And there's uh, good ways to do that and bad ways to do that, which obviously lead to eventually, you know, a pullout. And obviously, since we went down to such a level that we couldn't do an effective retrograde and pullout, is that we more than likely needed to surge troops in there to set the conditions for which we could do a, a safe pull out for not only our own people and allies, but as safe as we could for the people that were there. Um, and yes, that may have cost more American lives um, by doing that. But uh, in the end, um, that would have been at least militarily the correct way to retrograde 
Um, and that just didn't happen, right? And these agreements and people like Pompeo, of course, they're going to say things. And, you know, if, if the Taliban uh, weren't holding up to theirs or weren't part of it, um, you know, it, it begs the question whether it was a, actually a legitimate agreement or not, whether it was a Trump administration or whoever. Um, but I think those things are more fluid than people think. And in the end of the day, Brian, we just didn't do a good job at the pullout. Um, and we left a lot of stuff behind, and it was a bad both military decision and political decision, and I think that will stand the test of time. There were better ways okay. to do it, and we didn't do it. Okay, and have you ever read the poem, The Young British Soldier, by Rudyard Kipling? Well, I, I have heard of Kipling. I can't say that I can memorize anything he's written, but give it to me. Okay. The last stanza is, When you're wounded and left on Afghanistan's plains, and the women cu- come out to cut up what remains, just roll to your rifle and blow out your brains and go to your God like a soldier, like a soldier of the Queen. Yeah, well, that's why he's British and not American. <laughs> Americans don't do that. But it's a good quote. I understand what he's saying. And, uh, you know, that was written in a different time. And I would say that most people don't prescribe to that today. And, uh there's better ways to retrograde, and we just didn't do it, and I'll stick with that. I appreciate the call. Good thoughts. Great sure. quote on the poem. Yeah, that's a good call. That's heavy stuff. It really is. Um, you know, you could talk all kinds of stuff about that. I want to go back here where I have a few minutes, and good call, Brian. Appreciate it. Uh, Johnny, yeah, looking it up quickly, I would agree with you. I, I don't think of the crisis in recruitment as being a woke problem either. I think that, you know, what I'm looking at is the typical traditional fears. It is true. It doesn't help that um, 71% of the youth don't qualify as they currently sit for military service. Basically, they're obese, and so they need to go on programs to get thinned up and kind of get ready. That's kind of a sad uh, piece uh, just about society, no doubt about it. Um, but I think one of the greatest articles is in on Fortune.com, and it, it – you know, listen, in the military, you put up with a lot of BS, you know, <laughs> a lot of extra um, you know, the UCMJ. I mean, extra laws, extra uh, stuff, which is good stuff. I mean, to uh, keep the force and the morale of the force f- to be fighting uh, wokeness or covid vaccines. It's just another layer of that stuff. And so I wouldn't blame that for the recruiting. But I do think the. uh Major General Alex Fink, head of Army Marketing, says it well. Uh, what they're getting in their data is young people don't want to die or get injured or deal with the stress of Army life and put their lives on hold. That's fair, and that is a very traditional answer. But that also comes from the way our society is right now, and you add in the 71% essentially not physically fit, and those kind of all go together. I mean, it makes sense, right? If you're not physically fit and all of this and, you know, you know, the last thing you could think about is climbing a wall and doing all the stuff the Army asks. But I think this is the best sentence. Young people just don't see the Army as something that's relevant. They see us as revered but not relevant in their lives. I think that's fair. Now, what I will say to young people is that's good. Until you need that army. And then that army is going to be extremely relevant. So it's a great way to start your life. It's a great way to serve your fellow country in the world. And I hope that younger people will consider service to start their lives. As many are, just not as many currently. And in the end of the day, you get discipline. You get a job skill. You know how to take care of yourself. And to be honest, the world needs you. 
The world needs you. The world needs people that want to serve and sacrifice. So I hope you'll consider it. Good calls, everybody. Johnny, Brian, uh, Lauren. Enjoy basketball. 1,499.3 KLIN.